This is a Music Therapy Chronicles podcast episode with your host, Trisha Coyote. You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Coyote. I'm your weekly host and a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you never miss an episode and consider leaving us a rating and review. We really appreciate them. You can find more podcast episodes, links to our pod courses, the self-care community, links to all of our social media, and get on our monthly newsletter all at musictherapychronicles.com. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this show today. And you can always reach me by sending an email to hello at musictherapychronicles.com. Welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles, or welcome here if this is your first time. My name is Trisha Coyote. I am a traveling music therapist in New England. Um, I run this podcast, and I am so grateful that you're here and that you've chosen to spend the time with me today. If you feel so inclined to take a moment to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Also, please consider leaving us a rating and review. Those really help the podcast. And if you're not already following us on social media, please check us out. We're at Music Therapy Chronicles on all the platforms. All right. So today's topic is hobbies. <laughs> and it's based on this very, oops, sorry, this very recent epiphany that I had about hobbies. So I was talking with my partner, Chris, about what I was going to do for this week's show, what I was going to talk about, what my topic was going to be. I had all these ideas swirling around in my head and he helped me kind of put them, you know, succinctly and, and put them into, um, into, I want to say into a jar, but that's not what I mean to say. He just helped me like put my ideas into perspective, I guess. Um, but one of the things he said was, well, why don't you talk about reading? Cause that's something I've been really into lately. If you listen to the show, then you know that I've been, uh, last year I made a transition away from like digital books to physical books. And since then I've just been reading a lot more than I have in, in many, many years. And so Anyway, I was like, well, that's not really something that um, is pertinent to the show. I want to put out an episode. I want it to be, um, I want it to actually have value and like uh, apply to to my audience. And so then he said, well, why don't you just talk about hobbies? And he kind of, you know, just said that and we moved on. But the, the word hobby stuck in my head. And so I want to define the word hobby. I'm going to take the internet's definition and we're going to like decipher it today because as I am been chewing on this myself, um, yeah, we'll get into it, but I've, I've been chewing on this idea of hobbies and why they're important, why we have them, what a hobby actually is. 
So before I share the definition real quick, I want you to mentally or physically list off some of your hobbies because we're going to kind of analyze them a little bit today. What are some of your hobbies? So this question a few weeks ago probably would have felt very different for me than it does today. But again, we'll get into that. Okay, so now that you have defined some of your hobbies in your life, I'm going to read the definition of a hobby. An activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. Again, a hobby is an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. So today we're going to break down that definition. All right. So there's, it's pretty clear. It's pretty concise. Maybe you're like, well, obviously that's what a hobby is. And all the things I listed clearly fall into that definition, but we're going to like dig into the part activity, leisure time, and pleasure. Those are the things that are really sticking out to me. So I'm going to list off some activities, some things I do, some things my friends do. Maybe some of these things were on your list of hobbies, um, yoga, Hiking, cooking, journaling, candle making, painting, reading, playing board games, music, art, exercise, coaching a, um, a team in your area, watching movies, running a podcast, <laughs> things like that. So those are some activities that we can do for hobbies, right? There's so many more and I guess anything could be considered a hobby. If you recently heard an episode I was on on the Able Voice podcast, I was talking about how this podcast is technically a hobby for me. So let's sit on that for a second. The podcast, if we, and in that conversation, we were talking about like a business right? So for this podcast, there are ways that I can make money on it. I could um, pursue sponsorship, we'll say. There are pod courses that you, the listener, can purchase, and I am so grateful for those of you who do, that support the show monetarily. I have the self-care community, which is a paid membership, and like there's lots of awesome stuff that goes with that, and that's kind of uh, funneled from the podcast. So there are ways for this podcast to be self-sustaining. But at this point, I put in the money and the energy to run this show and it's it's not self-sustaining, which is okay. I, I choose to do this, right? So from that perspective, like it's not quite a business yet. It's not quite a job. It's still a hobby. We're still at that hobby phase. We have not transitioned into self-sustaining. I would love to be able to do that. And again, really appreciate everyone who's been so kind to purchase a pod course, join the community, support the show in any way, subscribe, leave a rating, all that good stuff. Please don't misunderstand me. But in so many ways, this podcast is a hobby. So based on right this activity, we're in the activity part of hobbies. So this is where things like in my mind really started to unravel and warp a little bit. If you have listened to the show for any length of time, then you know I am a recovering workaholic. 
always recovering. Every time I bring up this topic, I feel like I've gone a little bit deeper in my own learning and unraveling of this, but I'm a workaholic. And the more I think on this, and the more I've chewed on this word hobbies, I see how deep (laughs) my workaholism is and how deep it has been and how many more layers I must get through to get to the next stage in recovery, we'll say. So we're using this podcast as an example. There is, well, I'll, I'll say first, I chose to do the podcast. I enjoy talking with other people. I enjoy sharing my thoughts when I can get them out succinctly. I enjoy interacting with all of you online. There are so many things about this podcast that I enjoy. But that being said, part of having a show like this is, you know, I want to be consistent. I want to make sure that what I'm putting out is valuable. I want to make sure that um, I am doing the best I can do. And there's a lot that goes into this hobby, right? There's the podcast itself. There's the website, there's social media, there's the newsletter and emails and getting guests and coordinating schedules and doing the interviews and editing the show. And like, there's just a lot that goes into it. And so when I started the show, it was because I had all of this next part of our definition, leisure time. I had all this time on my hands. I, you know, just like lots of things had opened up in my life and I had time. And I was like, what am I going to do to fill this time? And I was listening to lots of podcasts. If you know the history of the show, you know, I'm a traveling music therapist. I wanted to be listening to more music therapy based podcasts. Couldn't find any um, current running ones at the time. And so I started my own. Since then, there have been tons of music therapy podcasts that have popped up. But anyway, I had leisure time. There was this thing I was interested in doing. And so I picked up this hobby of running this podcast. Right. And this is where the workaholism kicked in. Again, if you've listened for any period of time, you know that I kept picking up more things. A lot of the stuff I've named. Originally, it was the podcast on a website that wasn't very user-friendly. It kind of just sat there and did what it needed to do. But since then, I've been trying to improve the website. I've picked up social media. I've done the newsletter. I have consistent content going out and staying, um, what am I trying to say? Not up to date, but staying in contact with all the amazing people I've been able to talk with and interacting with you, the listeners. And so I've picked up more and more of these things that where this, this, thing that I chose to do, this hobby I chose to fill my leisure time with has now become something that I must plan and schedule and make time for. And so essentially, work became my hobby or my hobby is, was, right? We're still recovering. My hobby is work. How many of you can relate to that? right? Like you get home at the end of the day and we all need to do, um, I'm going to say clinical maintenance, I guess. Like we all have things we need to do. We need to keep up with our repertoire. We need to um, keep our musician skills sharp. We need to keep up to date with research. We need to talk with our colleagues and like, you know, do all these things that are very much related to our work. And so how many of you listening very much like me have, whenever you have this free time, you fill it with work or something that maybe looks a little different and it's like pseudo work. (laughs) Like 
I've, I've pseudo filled my time with work. And then we feel overwhelmed and we feel burnt out and we feel tired and we're like aching for this free time. We want more space in our lives. We want to feel differently and like something needs to change. What needs to change? I need to be working less. But these things that we have filled our leisure time with, how often do we look at those and see them for what they really are and see them as the work they are? Or do we just blame it on our actual jobs, our actual work? Right? I'll try to say that another way in case I wasn't clear enough. So so we have work and we have our leisure time. Now, how often, or do you, ask yourself, do I fill my leisure time with work-related activities or like pseudo work type things? And then when I start to feel tired, do I address those things in my leisure time or do I address my work? my actual work working hours because I know for me the first thing I look at is my working hours and I think I'm you know it's taking over too much of my life I'm out of balance I need to make a change blah 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 blah. but in reality I need to be looking at the leisure time which I have chosen to fill with work (laughs) right I hope that that's making sense so I'm not going to tell anyone how to live their life but I know for me my hobby shouldn't be work and work should not be my hobby That's going to be my mantra. My hobbies should not be work and work should not be my hobbies. Okay, so we've talked about this beginning of the definition, activities. What activities are you doing as hobbies? And are they truly hobbies or are they pseudo work? We all know what my answer is. (laughs) Okay, so now let's look at this next part. An activity done in one's leisure time leisure time so this is time that technically right should be away from work should really be away from like most of our responsibilities and necessities as humans Um, this is leisure time if you work probably in a mental health setting you probably work with your clients on how to fill their leisure time so maybe this is something that's like not very foreign to you, but for me, it's been hitting a chord lately. No pun intended. So this is where I started thinking about making time for hobbies versus taking time for hobbies. I'm going to tell you some things that I have adopted as hobbies in my life, and then we'll get into making versus taking time. So some things that I do that I'd say by most people would be considered hobbies. Um, The first one I'm going to say is yoga. I recognize that's work for a lot of people, but yoga, journaling, walking and hiking, cooking and baking, candle making, painting, reading, making music. Obviously that last one is, could be pseudo work, (laughs) but we'll, we'll list those things for now. So for a lot of these things, specifically yoga, journaling, walking, and cooking, I make time for those things. I schedule them into my days, into my weeks. They're part of my regularly scheduled daily activities. I do them, you know, some in the morning, some in the afternoon, some in the evening. And so in like the energetic feeling of the word hobby... I don't know, do you, like when you hear the word hobby, 
What do you picture? What's the energy of that word to you? For me, yoga, journaling, walking, and cooking don't feel like hobbies to me anymore because they're just part of my routine. They're just something I already do. They're something I have made the time to do. I have put aside the time and scheduled it. And I'm not saying that's you shouldn't schedule time for your hobbies. I'm not saying that. But because these things have become such a regular part of my day, they don't necessarily feel like hobbies to me. And this is where the pleasure kind of pulls in. So these things I am making time for. The other thing is cooking, right? I like to eat regular meals that make me feel good and I enjoy cooking them, but if I don't cook them, I'm not going to eat. So in a way that also feels like just a responsibility I have, doesn't necessarily feel like something I am taking leisure time to do. Yeah. All right. So then pleasure, that's a, this last piece, right? An activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. So this short list I just gave, yoga, journaling, cooking, walking, those are things that don't always bring me pleasure anymore. They're things that I, again, just do almost every day that I generally feel neutral about. They make me feel better. They bring a lot of value to my life. I feel good knowing that I have done them, but I have done them for so long that they just feel routine. I don't know if you've ever experienced that too. If um, you've listened again, if you've listened in the past, you know that I was a swimmer for a long, long time. And so like being part of a sport is a hobby, right? But eventually it like totally fed into my workaholic tendencies and was not a hobby anymore. <laughs> if I were say to go get my yoga teacher training and, you know, suddenly started doing some yoga classes or teaching on the side, like, would it still be a hobby? I share a lot of journaling exercises on this platform, in the pod courses, all that kind of stuff. So like, is it a hobby? Is it pseudo work? We don't have to read into it too much if you don't want to. But again, leisure time. Am I doing these things in my leisure time? It doesn't feel light leisurely. Does it feel pleasurable? And so this is where if you remember at the very beginning of the episode, Chris said I should talk about reading. And this is like where the epiphany started happening. Because reading to me feels like a hobby all of a sudden. And it's not necessarily something I am making time for. I am not scheduling it into my days. I am not like making sure that I have time for this thing. I am taking time to do it. So when I have a free moment, I pick up my book. When I get to the end of my day, I pick up my book. When I have a weekend or five minutes to sit in the sun or whatever, I'm picking up my book. I am taking the available time to do this activity leisurely and it brings me pleasure. And so for me right now, this is the other part of the epiphany. I realized that this is the first hobby, <laughs> first thing that really feels like a hobby that I have done in, I can't remember how long, 
because before recording this, I sat down, I thought, okay, what other hobbies do I do? And I could think of nothing. All those things I listed off before, I literally had to go to the internet and write like hobbies, (laughs) like yoga, journaling, hiking, walking, candle making, painting, or not. Okay. The last two aside, yoga, journaling, walking, and cooking. Those are things that people would consider hobbies, but for me, like they just didn't come up. Candle making and painting are things that I do randomly when I have free time and have creative energy. Um, And so those feel like hobbies, but like reading is the only one I do regularly. So I want to challenge you to go back to your original list of hobbies. Based on what we've said so far, like evaluate. Are they hobbies for you? Do they feel like hobbies for you? Are they actually things you do in your leisure time? And do they actually bring you pleasure? Or are they things that you've just done for so long and they're not related to work and maybe they make you feel good or even neutral? And if they are, that's cool. Like those can be hobbies for you. But for me, I feel like that whole pleasure piece means that like it should be something that is really fueling you back up, is really filling your cup. And so maybe take some time to really evaluate if your quote hobbies are doing that for you. Something else that struck me when I was thinking about this was like, why, why is reading so influential in my life lately? And how have I all of a sudden found all of this leisure time to fill with reading? And so I reflected back on my heavier workaholic days and thought, what did I do in my leisure time? What did I do in my free time? And I could picture, well, I used to watch Netflix and I used to watch YouTube and I would scroll on social media. And I still do those things sometimes. But I was reflecting on the extent to which I would do those things. And then here's a key word, the intention behind those things. So on my workaholic heavy periods of life, you know, I might get to the end of the day, have some free time and I would just put on Netflix or I would just put on YouTube and maybe I would have a show or a series or a channel that I was really into and engaged with and looked forward to watching and um, did that intentionally. But more often than not, it's kind of like you just on autopilot open up the streaming service, whatever it might be, you find whatever looks okay in the moment and grabs your attention and you put it on. And, you know, for me, it was like, well, how many of those things, like, do I remember watching How many of those things actually made an impact on me? How many of those things that I like actively choose to watch and partake in? And how many of them did I just kind of like choose at random because I needed something to do to fill my leisure time? How many of them actually brought me pleasure? Right? And I can think of a few like Netflix series in particular that I really enjoy. I'm excited for the next season to come out. I can think of a few YouTubers I watch that I enjoy their content. I look forward to them releasing a video each week or each month. And awesome. Like I would consider that time that I'm choosing to do those things hobbies. But a lot of the time it wasn't. 
Part of the reason was because I was such a workaholic. I was so tired that by the time I got to my leisure time in the day, I didn't even have the energy to actually engage in a hobby with intention. I only had the energy to put on something mindless and kind of let it run, (laughs) right? Can you relate to that? So this ties into another epiphany I had about reducing the resistance to do my hobbies. And maybe this is something you've toyed around with or tried. Reducing the resistance. So making something as easy as possible. I'll equate it to if every day you're hungry at four o'clock and there's a bowl of fruit on the counter, you're probably likely to pick up a piece of fruit and eat it. If every day you're hungry at four o'clock and all of the food is in the fridge, but there's um, gummy snacks or chips or whatever on the counter you know are you just as likely to go into the fridge to get that fruit like I know for me I'm going to go for the easiest thing the thing that's on the counter and so for so long right it's easy to just open your computer open your phone open Netflix open YouTube open social media and like just let your time waste away doing that and a lot of the other true hobbies that I feel like I have they require some steps right for yoga I gotta find my yoga mat get some you know space I need to get my journal in my or I need to get my paint or I need to get out all my candle making things or I need to get out an instrument or there's just something that is just slightly more resistance than picking up my book and opening it to the marked page I don't know if that feels the same for you maybe not but I challenge you that if you are doing a hobby And part of, or you have a hobby, and part of the reason that you are not doing it is that there's just a little bit of resistance. You know, maybe leave your paints out. Don't put them away every time you finish. Will leaving them out make you more inclined to paint? Maybe leave your running shoes closer to the door. Don't put them away in the closet. Put them right where you'll see them, right where you can access them. Take your favorite cookbook and leave it on the counter. So anytime you want to bake, it's already there. And maybe even leave it open to a page and just cook whatever's there, bake whatever's there. Are there things that you want to be doing, but there's just a little bit of resistance. And so it's easier to fall into the default of, for me, social media, scrolling, watching things, screens, sitting in front of the TV, right? The the world has created the system where there's so little resistance for those those mindless activities. And so that's potentially what we could fall into. And then we're filling our leisure time, but are we filling it with things that bring us pleasure? Now, don't get me wrong. If you're a movie fanatic and you're like, no, at the end of the day, I watch a movie and it feels good. And like, that's how I take my leisure time. Like, cool, do that don't misunderstand me, please. But I know for me, again, where this cycle started was like, I was a workaholic. I was tired. I would fill my leisure time with things that were easy to do and required little intention. And then I felt more tired and burnt out and like I had no time to do anything. And something about this word hobby has just struck me has struck me so much today. And I hope for you too, to evaluate 
what hobbies you have, why you have them, how you're engaging with them, and how they engage back with you, how they refuel you. And I'm going to leave you with this tip based on what I've talked about today, and that's to cycle your hobbies or to take a hobby vacation. What do I mean? So again, my yoga journaling, walking, cooking, those are things I do every day. Um, Cooking and walking, I actually need to do every day because I need to walk my dog and I need to make food that I can eat. But yoga and journaling, if they are no longer feeling like hobbies to me, what if I just took them out of my schedule? I stopped making time for them. So suddenly that time would be free again. It would be leisure time. What am I inclined um, with intention and likely to fill it with? Without intention, we know I would watch Netflix. But if I was going to be intentional or even at that time, we'll say, you know, have nothing planned, but get to that time in my day usually and instead of doing my routine of, we'll say, yoga, get to that time and see what I want to be doing what would feel pleasurable, right? What hobbies would I pick up? And then would having those things removed from my schedule make them again feel like hobbies, maybe in a week or a month or even a year? This is something that I watch Chris do. He cycles his hobbies and not intentionally, just, you know, a lot of things are seasonally based or just where his interests lie. And so like right now it's fishing season like that's and every year he's so excited to get back into fishing and I watch him do it and I'm like like this isn't new like you've done this before like this isn't new information this isn't a brand new thing in your life but seeing how much pleasure he gets out of that makes me personally reflect right because it's something he's doing any moment he gets any extra time he has he that's what he chooses to do he's intentionally using his leisure time to do something that's pleasurable. For me, it's, again, been reading. Any free moment I get, any downtime at the end of the day. And here's the other intention, right? It's not like Netflix where I can just scroll through and find something that looks okay. Every time I finish a book, I'm like, I need to get another book. I don't own all the books. And I certainly go to the library. And But something about it, like it takes more intention than just sitting on the screen where you could just get lost in that black hole forever and fill your quote leisure time (laughs) without the pleasure okay so let's do a quick roundup a hobby is an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure what are some activities that you do regularly in your leisure time and do they bring you pleasure If they do, awesome. More power to you. You have hobbies. Uh, If you're like me, you're still figuring out what your hobbies are because for so long, work has been your hobby and hobbies have been your work. And if you're on this journey with me of being a recovering workaholic, I would love to hear, or either way, I would love to hear what your hobbies are and what they bring into your life. That being said, I am enjoying this hobby of podcasting and these solo episodes have been pretty cool thank you for listening to my thoughts each week it seems like you're all enjoying them i can see the the download numbers on my 
and my media host and I'm assuming you're enjoying hearing my voice, but I would love to have a conversation with you, with you, the listener, about anything. It could be uh, about research you're doing. It could be about an epiphany you recently had. It could be just about a topic you want to go back and forth and have a chill conversation about. I would love to have you on the show. Truly, really, truly. Whether you're a student, a seasoned professional, a new professional, a um, an other professional like you don't have to be a music therapist I would love to hear from you and to talk with you because I feel like conversations like this could be so enhanced by having more than one perspective Uh, I'm gonna say 99% of conversations are greatly enhanced by having more than one perspective that's part of the whole reason I started this show was to learn and listen to other people (laughs) so that being said please don't ever be intimidated to reach out If you want to be on the show, you can email me hello at musictherapychronicles.com. If you or someone you know is interested in being on the show, but you want to be anonymous, awesome. I would love to facilitate that and, you know, let, let your thoughts be heard. And maybe you're not comfortable with other people knowing they're your thoughts, but you still think they should be heard. And I say yes. So if you want to be on the show anonymously, then... Yeah, still reach out. Hello at musictherapychronicles.com. Tag me online doing your hobbies. I'd love to see what they are and what you're doing and hear your thoughts on this conversation. Is work your hobby? Um, After listening to this, are you reevaluating your hobbies? Are you going to start cycling your hobbies? Let me know. Let's have a dialogue. Okay, thank you again so much for listening to this episode. And I will see you in the next one. This podcast is sponsored by the Music Therapy Podcast Collective, also known as MTPC where you can find a variety of CMTE opportunities in the form of pod courses. All of MTPC's pod courses are built on a listen, learn, apply model, where you start by listening to some assigned podcast episodes, then move into learning with the assistance of a workbook filled with resources for you to start your self-study towards whatever topics are most interesting, inspiring, and applicable to your practice. And then we finish with the apply section, which includes an office hour and a worksheet to determine how you are going to apply your learning to your personal life or professional practice. You can find all the Music Therapy Chronicles pod courses on our website, musictherapychronicles.com and you can find the entire catalog of pod courses at mtpc's website mtpodcastcollective.com make sure you also get on the mtpc newsletter for 10% off your first pod course purchase
thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation and got a lot out of it. If you're looking for more Music Therapy Chronicles, you can check out our website, musictherapychronicles.com, for more episodes, blog posts, social media links, um, contact information, our self-care community, and our CMTE opportunities in the form of pod courses. Hop on our monthly newsletter if you haven't already and follow us on social media for just staying up to date on what's going on behind the scenes. We are Music Therapy Chronicles on all of the platforms. Please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. They really help the podcast be more visible so more people like you who are looking for this type of content can find it. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this week's episode, and I'll see you in the next one. Mm -hmm.